Welcome to the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast with your host, Mathia Ford, CEO of Renal Diet Headquarters. This is our weekly talk about how you can succeed with a kidney diet. Brought to you by RenalDietHQ.com, a website whose mission is to be the most valued resource on kidney disease that people can use to improve their health. Hello, welcome to the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast. This is number 35. And this week, I'm going to talk to you about ways to lower the sodium in your meals, um, and especially using herbs and spices. So I'm going to talk about different herbs and spices that you can use to lower the sodium in your meals. You can find the information I talk about at www.renaldiethq.com forward slash 035. That's where I talk about, um, that's where I notate all the specific things that I talk about. So um, this week I have a couple things to talk about in the beginning. I want to let you know that if you're on dialysis and you're interested in information about breakfast meals that would be appropriate for your dialysis diet, um, I have a new cookbook that was just released yesterday on Amazon. And you can find the link to it in the show notes. But if you go to renaldiethq.com forward slash go forward slash um, dialysis cookbook, all one word, then um, you'll be able to find, it'll take you straight to Amazon, straight to the page. You can also go to Amazon and go to um, search for my name. Mathia Ford, and then it should show up in the list. It's called the Dialysis Breakfast Cookbook, and you should find it very helpful to you. It contains some recipes that are also appropriate for pre-dialysis. And so what I'm going to do is if you're on a pre-dialysis diet and you're part of the membership, then we will be adding some of those recipes to your membership for you to get and have available. We'll also be doing more dialysis cookbooks um, related to specific meals. I may do like a Mexican one. I may do a lunch one. just depends. So I'm not sure which one is going to be next because the next thing that we're going to release will be um, a book on herbs and using alternative healing treatments for kidney disease. So that's up next and that should be within the next week. But again, for now, if you go to renaldiethq.com forward slash go forward slash dialysis cookbook, all one word, that'll take you straight to the um, right place to go on Amazon. Okay. And I wanted to let you know about that because I'm pretty excited. It's It's been fun and we did a lot of cooking. And when you buy the book, you'll be given a specific um, place to sign up and go. And you'll be able to get some videos and some other um, instruction sheets that will allow you to kind of see step by step how to make some things. We'll be doing more of those as the time goes on just because we know that people want to see the kind of the steps behind the steps and I want to be able to provide that for you. Okay so last week we talked about kind of things to keep in your cabinet and 
things to get rid of, when things were good, when things are going bad. And this week I want to talk about using herbs and spices instead of salt. We all are used to the taste of salt and we see that as adding flavor, but actually there's great many spices that can be used to add flavor so you don't lose all of that flavor that you think you got from salt. Um, you can use a great many different spices. A couple things in general about spices that you should do is you should buy in smaller amounts, especially those that you don't use as much of. If you like this cookbook that I did, we used a lot of cinnamon. And so if you're going to use cinnamon, you may want to buy a bigger amount of cinnamon. Cinnamon's not a very expensive spice either. So it's a little easier. But you need to think about how long it's going to be there. You shouldn't buy the amount that you know will take you more than about a year to use because that's about how long their shelf life is. When you're deciding how much to use, if you're kind of making your own recipes, um, one of the things that you can do is add about a fourth of a teaspoon of a dried spice or three-fourths of a teaspoon of a fresh spice per pound of meat. So when you're eating, um, if you know you've got a pound of meat in there, like for chili or something, add about a quarter teaspoon, whichever spice you're thinking of, and like cumin or whatever, and that'll help it to not overwhelm, but it'll be appropriate. Um, when you're adding the ground spices, which are already broken up and already going to flavor the food well. You should only add those about the last 15 minutes of cooking. But if you're putting a whole spice in, like you're doing bay leaves or whole cloves or something, add them about an hour before the end of the cooking time because they do take a little bit of time to get into the food. You can um, combine herbs with oil or butter and let it set you know, for a period of time, like 30 minutes and let it, it'll help bring out their flavor. So if you wanted to put rosemary in oil and then brush it on your pot, uh, pork pot roast or pork roast, and then, um, for cooking and then brushing it with herbs and spices, that would be a great idea. You could also brush with oil and add herbs and spices on top of that. Um, and then if you have dried herbs that are whole herbs that you want to be in something, say like a dried dill or a dried parsley, make sure it's crushed before you add it to the foods. You don't want the big chunks of um, food in there. And if you're watching potassium, you may have thought, oh, I can get this new salt or a salt substitute, just make sure it's not potassium chloride. Look at the back, look at the label. Potassium chloride is going to be white like regular salt. What you want to get is the herbal blends or the seasoning blend. Those blends are going to be good blends and they'll tell you for what type of food, like there's a Caribbean, there's different type that'll give you a good um, flavor profile. So some individual spices that you can think about are things like um, basil, 
and I like basil a lot. It kind of gives a little bit of an Italian flavor to me. And you can use that with most of your vegetables. So you can make a little bit of um, like carrots, glazed carrots, which is a little bit of honey and a little bit of butter. And then add some basil and that'll make it kind of have a different flavor. You can also add a little bit of cinnamon to that and that tastes very good. Um, you can put basil in beef or pork as well. Use a bay leaf. Um, bay leaves a lot of times are used in longer cooking times, maybe with a chili recipe or a soup. You're going to put that into a little bag, um, a little like cheesecloth bag or something like that. Um, but you can use bay leaf with vegetables and with beef and pork. Um, caraway. Caraway is, I guess it's like a celery seed. Um, it definitely has a flavor. So you want to kind of, if you're not sure if you're going to like it or not, you might want to try it with a small amount. Um, but you can use it in green beans. You can use it in cabbage, asparagus. Um, it sometimes goes into dips and marinades. Use it with a beef and a pork. Both of those are going to take caraway really well. Taste good. Um, cardamom, which is very similar to cinnamon. Um, I made a recipe that was originally like a cardamom uh, cinnamon roll. And I just didn't like the flavor of cardamom. So I went and checked out what could be replaced. And I found that cinnamon is very good. So cinnamon goes well in fruit and baked goods. So if you want to put a little bit of cinnamon on those things. Curry. Curry is a very, um, very specific flavor. And it takes... A lot of people either like it or don't. Um, curry is used in a lot of Indian and Thai foods. You can use it on beef, chicken, pork, fish. I love coconut curry. So you mix a little bit of coconut milk and curry together. Um, use it in marinades. You can put a little bit on green beans as well. Dill is excellent in things like dips or potato salads. Obviously, you've probably had some dill in those. Um, carrots. Cabbage, um, beef, chicken, green beans, all of those. There's like a nice like dill glaze that you can make for a chicken. It tastes really good. Ginger. Ginger is my favorite herb for settling your stomach. So if you have something that's got a little bit of hot to it, what you might want to do is add a little bit of ginger too. And that'll kind of help with the stomach ache when I was pregnant I would eat um ginger that was like shredded like in long pieces or flaked they shave it and I would eat that when my stomach would hurt and it would just calm my stomach right down so but ginger can be used in beef chicken pork uh green beans cauliflower those types of foods marjoram is great same thing beef chicken pork that works on those. Um, rosemary works really well with chicken and pork, not so much beef. Um, it can be used in peas. It can be used in green beans. It can be used with some marinades. Rosemary is a um, very specific spice. It, it either can come in like a long piece fresh on like a little, almost like a little branch it looks like to me. Um, or it can come in a jar. Just don't buy, you know, a ton of it because it doesn't take that much to use it. Thyme, T-H-Y-M-E, 
Um, can be used with beef, chicken, pork, fish, and also like carrots, green beans. You can find it helpful to flavor those types of items. So I like to put a little thyme and a little basil and um, together and make almost like a ro- Italian seasoning and parsley. Sage can be used in chicken, pork, um, and dressings. Sage is kind of a brown color and it just it goes well with the chicken and pork flavors. Tarragon. Oh, mm, I love tarragon flavor. It's very good. Used with fish, chicken, turkey, um, asparagus, beets, cabbage. I may I have a recipe in my pre-dialysis cookbook that uses tarragon in turkey and it's just oh, it's so good. The right it's just the right flavor. Um it's got just a little bit of, it just brings out the flavor in the turkey really well. So, sorry to kind of be not clear with that, but it's just hard to explain, but tarragon's really good with turkey and chicken. And make it into, a lot of times you can make them into glazes and put them on the items that you're cooking. So, a glaze is more concentrated and can give you that really strong flavor versus like a soup where you put the recipe and you put the items in there and then they kind of go throughout, but it's hard to distinguish that uh, certain items in there. When you do a glaze and you put your sauces and you put your uh, herbs and spices in the glaze and it's concentrated, you'll they'll really taste the flavor in those items. Um, you know, some of the things you can put together would be like, some onion powder, garlic powder, paprika, dry mustard, thyme, white pepper, and celery seeds. And that's going to give you a nice little blend to, and, and most of those is like, you know, a little bit of pepper, a little bit of celery seeds, because those are pretty overpowering. And then the rest of it is about a tablespoon of each and then a teaspoon of thyme. So you can um, evenly put that in there. Uh, just be careful about how much, you know, you don't buy the like onion salt, but make sure it's onion powder. So all in all, when you're making these recipes, it's going to be very important regardless of what you make. Like you can make a, um, egg noodles and add a little bit of a, a sauce on them, like a lemon butter sauce or something. And you can add a little parsley and a little thyme and a little marjoram and, and just see if that will add enough flavor, a little garlic in there too. Um, but by controlling what you make, what you put in there, you can control the flavor. I know that it's hard to get away from salt and to not eat as much, but it does just, it's just a little bit of a conversion period. It's not really as bad as a lot of people may feel like, oh, this is just really hard to do. It's really not that bad. It's really the kind of thing that you can do with just a little bit of, uh, you have to plan ahead. You have to know, okay, I'm going to cook these things with a little more flavor. You can't cook plain chicken breast and then expect it to be really flavorful. You need to add some marinades and try to find some ways to marinate it that are not as high in sodium. 
you need to look at your condiments maybe speaking of marinades when you're doing it um, one of the my favorite marinades to do is to take Italian fat-free dressing and marinate in that now just you need to pay attention look at the different bottles and brands and next week we're going to talk about grocery store, store shopping but look at the different bottles and brands and see who has the lowest sodium because it's going to be important to use a low sodium Italian dressing, fat free, low fat dressing. Um, you can use Italian dressing if you're okay with the calories that are in it because you're not really getting all those calories. It's just being absorbed, but it has those extra herbs and spices in it. You can make your own um, oil and vinegar type marinade um, that is helpful with your own spices once you know which spices you really like you can do that um, but marinating foods ahead of time really helps them to taste a lot better just more um, the flavor gets into them especially if you poke them with the fork a few times or whatever but I like to take and when I'm freezing something, I put the marinade in the bag while I'm freezing it. And then that way, as it thaws, the marinade also absorbs into the food and it, it just kind of gets that really good flavor. But you want to watch things like Worcestershire sauce. Um, your a lot of the um, like A1s and Allegro, very sodium heavy soy sauce teriyaki all that can be very heavy with the sodium so just be cautious um, and see if there's a way that you can make something that's flavorful without having as much salt of course you aren't getting all that salt but you are getting a decent amount of salt when you and if you can use less sodium in your marinade it's, it's definitely a better choice so this week, I talked to you about my new book, which I'm very excited is out, and I'll put a link in the show notes to it. So if you're a dialysis breakfast or you're interested in just some breakfast recipes, most of the recipes are lower protein, and they're low phosphorus, low potassium, and low sodium. So you probably will find, even if you're on pre-dialysis, that it's a very helpful book for you. Um but I had to do something for my people on dialysis because they were kind of feeling left out without the cookbook. Um, so I talked to you about that. I want to remind you that the AAKP meeting is coming up in a couple weeks. And I'm very excited to be speaking there. And actually one of the reasons why I got this cookbook done was because I knew I wanted to be able to sell it and sign it there at the meeting. We will have a booth, and you'll be able to come by the booth and get your stuff signed or get more information. Um, and finally, we talked about the most important thing, which is your herbs and spices that you use when you're cooking. And it's something that um, can be really helpful to you to try to experiment a little. Don't be dull and just go, oh, I can't do this or that just try some different things look on things use garlic powder use onion powder don't use the salt version and do your best to get some extras in there make some um, sauces so you have things that are more concentrated to put on your items and then my favorites are like curry and cumin but 
You just need to find out which of your spices is your favorite and try to not buy too much at one time so that you are not spending over a year with this. I've found some spices in our cabinet that were probably when my husband started college, which has been quite a while ago. So I threw those away and we've bought new spices since, but um, you just need to keep those rotated because they don't keep their flavor well after about a year. Okay, thanks for listening this week, and I will talk to you next week. We're going to talk about grocery store shopping, and I look forward to that. You'll find all the information at renaldiethq.com forward slash 035, and I will talk to you later. You've been listening to the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast. Head on over to the website at www.renaldiethq.com slash go slash email to sign up for our email list and get exciting updates every week on what is happening. Thanks, and we will talk to you again next week.